Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom Tower, a texter was uh, basically sharing disappointment with prayers that went unanswered. This texture says, in a world where people never stop to think praying is never more important. The world we're in right now, I agree with you. Prayer has never been more important than it is now. I'm not sure what Dean was meaning by this. You put me in my place. You were right. When I finally met my wife for 50 years, I got the golden ring. Praise the Lord. Just a sampling of some of the items on the text line. And to delve into possibly a little bit of controversy... Dr. Steve Crosby, I hope this is not too obscure, but I think this is a very important post to share because I have become increasingly aware of this, uh, especially like the last 15, 16 years. And and I'll just say this. uh, Many of us in the professed Christian community are honestly guilty of what I would call bibliolatry. In other words, we've made an idol out of the Bible, a book. This is not to in any way disparage the Bible, but is to miss the the point is to emphasize the whole purpose is to connect with a person, connect with the author, not a book. And a lot of people, frankly, have never gone beyond the book. They don't know the person. They only know the words on the page. I think it's significant. When there was a prophecy about the new covenant was coming, it was not about some wonderful new writings that are going to be written on stone somewhere. What was the new covenant about? The New Covenant was going to be about God writing his law upon people's hearts. This is the idea of incarnation, being indwelled by God and his presence. This is kind of a revolutionary idea. A big change from the Old Covenant to the New Covenant. Rather than something on stone, tablets... You now have something written on people's hearts. See the difference? In the same way we have this post, 
Dr. Steve Crosby says this in reference to Luke 1-2. Having been eyewitnesses and servants of the word, they delivered to us those things which were from the beginning. That's an interesting scripture, isn't it? Eyewitnesses and servants of the word. What word are they talking about? Folks, this is... I, and I'm, I don't think I'm exaggerating what I'm saying to you. This is one of the most important things that the modern church has to grasp and get a hold of. Because a lot of people would immediately read this and think, okay, great. These are people out carrying the message from the Bible. No, it's not. Here's what Steve further says. I know for some the idea that Jesus is the only word of God of whom the Gospels, the Scriptures attest, is not news. However, for others, it is blasphemy. We must point out the Bible did not exist when Luke wrote that. And the word to which he refers is the incarnate logos, not the Bible. This is huge, ladies and gentlemen. So we're really talking about servants of a person, not a book. The faith once delivered to us is not based on textualism, rhetoric, philosophy, and esoteric mysteries, but rather on a life that was lived, witnessed in the flesh on planet Earth, not the spirit realm. The beauty of the gospel is what? Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So again, I remind you, let's not lose sight of the person, the word, is a person. This further, <laughs> further exposes the silliness of the comments, and I'm not using this to bash Nancy Pelosi, but remember that rambling thing that she had about the word? The word, the word. She clearly does not grasp what's really taking place here. It's the incarnation. And the beauty of the gospel is the fact that in the gospel, when someone is born again, God literally takes up residence inside you. That's the gospel. It's about incarnation. It's not about following biblical principles. I know there are people who will throw their Bibles <laughs> at the radio right now. What is he saying? Christianity is not about biblical principles. It's not. The essence of everything is in incarnation. Now, does that mean living morally, ethically? Absolutely. But that's not the entirety. It's not about rules and ritual. It's about relationship. I hope this is helpful. Hope it's not too esoteric. But it's also very vital. Vital. Over on the text line, this texter says, Vince, can you address white Christian nationalism? It's real and rising. First, I would tell you, to me, Christian nationalists, well, maybe I can't say that. I was about ready to say, it's kind of like the Klan. A lot of these people can fit in a phone booth somewhere. I don't think it's as pronounced as the media would like to make it. But let me just say this. 
the idea of Christian nationalism is really an oxymoron. Because those of us who have a genuine relationship with Christ are part of a different kingdom. This does not mean we can't be good citizens in the countries that we are in. It does mean, however, that you cannot put the word Christian and modify everything into something good. Nationalism, and particularly what I have seen in recent years, it's destructive. Very. And frankly, it's idolatry. Because it puts a focus on nation states far beyond where our hearts and minds should be. And I'm saying we should honor the country that we're in and try to make it the best that it can be. But at the same time, America is not the kingdom of God, and we must always remember that. That is my utmost concern. And if there's a competition between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of man, any kingdom, no matter how good it is, it's not a contest. I hope that's helpful. But in a word, so-called Christian nationalism is idolatry. And people need to run away from it. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Broadcast an update on what's going on in the case involving former President Donald Trump. A federal judge yesterday ordered the Justice Department to put forward proposed redactions as he committed to making public at least part of the affidavit supporting the search warrant for former President Donald Trump's estate in Florida. So he's wanting at least some of this released. And saying, look, if there are areas you want to redact, 
You, you better start working on that now. U.S. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt said under the law, it is the government's burden to show why a redacted version should not be released. And prosecutors' arguments, they failed to persuade him. Wasn't buying any of those arguments. He gave them a week, a week to submit a copy of the affidavit proposing the information it wants to keep secret. This hearing convened after several news organizations, including the Associated Press, sought to unseal additional records tied to last week's search, including the affidavit. It's likely to contain key details about the Justice Department's investigation, examining whether Trump retained and mishandled classified and sensitive government records. Now, the Justice Department, for its part, is adamantly opposed making any portion of that affidavit public. They're saying this would compromise their ongoing investigation and would expose the identities of witnesses. And it could keep others from coming forward and cooperating with the government. However, attorneys for the news organizations arguing the unprecedented nature of the Justice Department's investigation, it warrants public disclosure. Well, yeah. Chuck Tobin, a lawyer representing the AP and several other news outlets, said you can't trust what you can't see. Boy, isn't that the truth. You can't trust what you don't see. In addition to ordering the redactions, the judge agreed to make public other documents, including the warrant's cover sheet, the Justice Department's motion to seal the documents, <laughs> and the judge's order requiring them to be sealed. Now, those documents show the FBI was specifically investigating the willful retention of national defense information, the concealment or, or removal of government records, and obstruction of a federal investigation. What a name. Jay Brett, a top Justice Department National Security Prosecutor. A major argument of his. The affidavit should remain hidden from the public. Unsealing it, according to him, would provide a roadmap of the investigation which is in its early stages and exposed the next steps to be taken by federal agents and prosecutors. They want to make sure that they stay a step ahead of potential targets of this investigation. What do you think about this? Do you think there will be any smoking gun here? Are we going to be surprised? Will there be any surprise that really moves the needle in terms of public opinion because I think this is largely what we're dealing with right now. It's public opinion. We're, to my knowledge, not even close to anything that indicates an imminent indictment or anything like that. But again, I would love to get your thoughts, your perspectives on this. On the economic front... We've had a lot of things that have been going really well for a long time until this administration got in. Now one of the latest sectors to experience impact from the economy, the housing market. CNBC reporting home sales fell nearly 6% in July. And they're saying the housing market is sliding into recession. That is not a good thing at all. 
Sales of previously owned homes fell nearly 6% in July compared with June. Sales dropped about 20% from the same month a year ago. Lawrence Yan, chief economist for the Realtors, said in terms of economic impact, we're surely in a housing recession because builders are not building. There's an indication there of the direction the housing market is going. The sales count declined to a seasonally adjusted annualized rate of 4.81 million units. This is the slowest pace since November of 2015, with the exception of a brief plunge at the beginning of the COVID pandemic. Sales dropped about 20% from the same month a year ago. So, this is something to continue to watch. In fact, if you're at a point where you're thinking about selling your house, I've heard a number of people suggesting that now is the time to do it. Because if there is an economic downturn, especially in the housing industry, you're looking for top dollar for your house, now may be the time to take the profit and run. Just putting that out there, because it's something I've heard repeatedly from a number of people in the know, and I think they are probably on to something. You know, one of my big concerns about what's going on, especially with young people, it's all this sexual confusion. And it is confusion. Breitbart has a story how a transgender organization has lowered the age recommendation for sex change surgeries and hormones. I want you to be aware of the madness. It's scary. There are even people like this, but there are. This is the leading trade group for transgender surgeons and doctors, lowering its approved ages for sex change surgeries and sex shifting hormones. The World Professional Association for Transgender Health, their new guidance lowers the recommended age from cross-sex hormones from 16 to 14 years. Uh, this about turns me sick to my stomach. It really does. The age for double mastectomies, the removal of breasts, has been lowered to 15. Dear God, help these people. 16-year-old boys may seek breast augmentations, facial, facial surgeries, tracheal shaves to reduce the appearance of an Adam's apple. <sighs> this is crazy. The new guidance also lowers the age for general surgeries like hysterectomy and vaginoplasty to 17 instead of 18. The only surgery recommended for adults age 18 is a phalloplasty, which is the creation of a pseudo-penis from skin grafts taken from elsewhere in the body. My goodness, this is the brave new world, folks. Isn't this insane? Hmm. I, I can't even go into any more of this story. It's so nauseating. Profoundly nauseating. There's no way someone at that age knows exactly what they want. And even if they do want it, I'm not a person who believes adults ought to help these people get that. 
Love to get your thoughts as we continue our Friday broadcast. Stay with us. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Back on the text line, we've got these advocates pushing to encourage what amount to permanent changes for younger people when they have questions about their gender, sexual identity, whatever it is. It's crazy, isn't it? Some of the texts on this are pretty intriguing. As far as adults helping with minors involved in sex change operations, I think there's a reference to a millstone necktie. Yeah, that's out of scripture. Boy, this is egregious stuff to do to children, isn't it? Really egregious. Trying to uh, wade through the minefield of this text line because there are certain things I do not want to share on this broadcast because I value the FCC license for both radio stations. Vince, I wonder if they let the children choose the size of their fake genitals. They want kids to care about sex because sex makes you so darn brain dead. Boy, that's really good. Isn't that true? Mm, mm, mm. Also, you're in the text line. We have a reference to the political environment. Regarding the raid against Donald Trump, I think they have screwed up. Trump is gaining ground and money off of this. <laughs> Even if they drag this out or not, what bothers me about this I don't want it to split the vote between DeSantis and Trump. I was all for Trump before, but it's time to move on. I don't think Trump will get past the last election. Yep. I've already had a conversation about that here. Vince, why is this radio station, much of right-wing media, so fixated on sexuality? You'll attract independents like me if you'd focus on real issues like health care. And pro-choice is a health care topic for women. Health care. No, killing babies is what you're talking about. That's a very different subject. Fixated on sexuality. Really? We're responding. And trying to bring some correction and adjustment to the over-sexualization of our children. 
That's what I'm concerned about. I don't care what you do in the privacy of your home. That's your business. Nor do I want you prying into my business. But I'm very concerned about children. I don't think school is the place where these ideologues should be allowed to screw around with our children. I hope that's helpful, but it may not be. I want to give you a heads up, a little bit of a warning, and I've kind of expressed this at other times. Now, the traditional wisdom is the party in power loses seats in the House and the Senate. Mitch McConnell is sounding the alarm, and I think appropriately so. He's saying now, I think there's probably a greater likelihood the House flips than the Senate. Senate races are just different. Candidate quality has a lot to do with the outcome. So already Mitch McConnell is trying to downplay expectations of Republicans. I'm going to go out on a limb, in fact, and make a prediction. This may sound crazy. I would not be surprised if Mitch McConnell announces his retirement if they lose the Senate. If they don't regain the Senate in the November elections, I would not be surprised if Mitch decides to pack it in. Anyway, he is downplaying expectations of Republicans capturing control of the Senate. He's concerned about candidate quality. These were comments he made in Florence, Kentucky, at a Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce luncheon when asked about his projection for the 2022 election. Right now, he said we have a 50-50 Senate, 50-50 country. When all is said and done, we're likely to have an extremely close Senate, either our side up slightly or their side up slightly. And I think he has a point. For example, in Pennsylvania's open Senate race, the nonpartisan Cook Political Report changed its rating Thursday from toss-up to lean Democrat. GOP nominee Mehmet Oz, celebrity doctor, is struggling against Democrat John Fetterman, the state's lieutenant governor, who leads in recent polls. And if I understand correctly, this Mr. Fetterman, he actually suffered a stroke and has not even been in public very much at all. You kind of wonder whether they're pursuing the basement strategy like they did with Joe Biden to pull off a victory. Apart from Oz, Republicans have nominated numerous first-time candidates backed by former President Donald Trump in states like Georgia, Arizona, Ohio to run against seasoned Democratic politicians. The Senate Leadership Fund a group aligned with McConnell recently bought $28 million worth of airtime in Ohio to support Republican nominee J.D. Vance. The Republican Party establishment also failed to recruit preferred candidates in other states like New Hampshire. McConnell may be feeling deja vu from 2010 and 2012 when his party fell short of capturing control of the Senate, due in part to weak candidates. Remember Christine O'Donnell in Delaware? Sharon Angle out in Nevada, Todd Aiken in Missouri. But we just never know what's going to happen. A lot can change between now and November. I recommend a lot of prayers, folks. Stay with us.
final stretch of the broadcast on this Friday. Quickly getting to the day in history with a total of nine questions. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing real good. Thank you. Hope you are. All right. We are at 1692. 1692. The Salem Witch Trials. Oh, my goodness. You uh, are right on this one. I was going to say the women were convicted of this and five were hanged in Salem, Massachusetts. Rebecca Nurse was one of them. Wow. Yeah. Pretty uh, gruesome time in the country's history. 1812, this particular vessel earned the nickname Old Ironsides during a battle against the Brits off Nova Scotia. What is the official name of this vessel? Do you remember? I don't, beyond Old Ironsides, which which I am a bit familiar, I don't know. To me, the it's USS, oh, it's the USS Constitution. Okay, the very good. Name. USS Constitution. Very good. 1909, this race held in my former home city. Um, it's been called by uh, Paul Page the greatest spectacle in racing. Where is this event? It's either the Indianapolis 400 or the Kentucky Derby, and I don't think you were from Kentucky. So <laughs> I'll say the Indianapolis 400. Indianapolis Motor Speedway is correct. Very good. Indianapolis 1909 is, by the way, I used to live in Kentucky. Oh. In Lexington. The most Not... exciting two minutes in sports. That's the Yeah. Uh, up the road in Louisville at uh, Churchill Downs every year, which I still have not been there. I need to at some point. 1960, Gary Powers sentenced to 10 years in a prison in this country for spying. And we ended up trading somebody for him 18 months later on a bridge separating East and West Berlin. What country did he serve? I'm going to have to guess he was spying on the Reds on Russia. You're absolutely right. It was the Soviets. It was indeed the Soviets. 1964, this famous band kicked off their first American tour at the Cow Palace in San Francisco. Who was this supergroup in 1964? 64, I'm guessing the Rolling Stones. Oh, no. You want to guess again? Backstreet Boys. Ha, ha, ha. You're so funny. It's the Beatles. Oh, very good. Beatles, 64. 76, this person won the GOP's presidential nomination in Kansas City. Not the most charismatic of people. 1976. 76? Who uh, was the GOP nominee? Pretty boring president. Gosh. Um, I I don't know. That was Gerald Ford. Oh, Gerald Ford. He was never elected. I, he's kind of a asterisk president. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, don't apologize to me. You understand why oh. he might not stand out in my memory. Yeah, I know. It's for good reason. And we know who won that contest, by the way. That was the year for Jimma. Mm-hmm. Jimma Carter. 1993, these two acting entities got married. Um, I don't even know how to describe these two. But they were pretty hot property back then, but, you know, it didn't quite work out so well. Um, what hint can a guy give you about... 83, you said? 1993. 93. 
Yeah, I'm just going to give you this one. It's Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger. Okay, very good. That one I don't think worked out very well. This company started selling stock on the NASDAQ. IPO price $88, 2004. <laughs> Boy, people would love to have it for that price today. What was this tech company? Big tech company, tech 2004. Company. You said tech company, and it took away my default answer. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, uh, Yahoo. I, I don't know. I don't. It's know. actually Google. Oh, Google. IPO price eighty eight, and two thousand ten. The end of this operation to get rid of Saddam Hussein. What was it called? Operation Desert Storm. This was actually Operation uh, Iraqi Freedom oh. this time around. I think Desert Storm is the one. That's Kuwait. Gets, right? Yes, to okay. get the. Uh, the Iraqis out of Kuwait. I wanted to save this story because I wanted to make sure we had plenty of time with this. Speaking of tech, this is an example of how people in tech can really wield a lot of power. Get a load of this. Officials in a Boston suburb are investigating a former city employee. They say shut down the police website during a pay dispute. Shut it down. Newton Mayor Ruth Ann Fuller said the former employee, who is the Police Department Information Technology Director, took down the department website in late June and July. The website instead directed visitors to a message that called on them to contact Fuller and ask the mayor to restore it. Fuller said the employee controls access to the site and has not turned it over to the city. Now, Newton has created a new Police Department website in its place. The old website was no longer active. Fuller told the Globe the employee shut down a vital resource for the city of Newton. The employee notified city officials in March he was leaving the job. The paper reported the employee felt he was owed $137,000 in compensatory time at the time he shut down the website. So this is extortion, is what it is. The employee saying in a statement he was disheartened by the city's representation of the facts in the matter and he would work with the city to restore and resolve the problem. I'm sure for a price. (laughs) Isn't this crazy? Amazing what you can do with IT experience, isn't it? That's all the time we have. We very much thank you for joining us for the broadcast, not only today, but throughout the week. Have yourselves a great weekend, and God bless you. Look forward to reconnecting, Lord willing, on Monday. Adios. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thank you.